Today's guest with me, I have Sarah Party. And in this last year, Sarah has lost how many pounds? Uh, 80 pounds, actually. That's incredible. <laughs> so she has had a dramatic and huge transformation. She is local with me and works out at my gym. And I've been motivated by you and I've been inspired for how hard you've been working. So I wanted to get you on an episode to inspire so many other women too, because your your journey and your progress, I know you're, everybody listening is probably like 80 pounds. That's First of all, it's incredible and it is, but I truly feel that your transformation has been so much beyond the scale. Right. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you can truly see that, right? That you're enjoying the process and that you're having a flexible balance. And yeah, you're still the healthiest damn version of yourself, girl. Right. Absolutely. So let's talk, let's dive right in. In this episode, we want to talk about how one size doesn't fit all, how we've tried things in the past to lose weight on, you know our diet culture, fad diets, all that fun stuff. And that hasn't worked for us, right? But both of us recently have found a solution that really works. So we're going to chat about all of that. So, okay, let's start off with the nutrition, the approach, right? You are doing flexible dieting. How how did you start off your nutrition approach with your, your journey? Um, I started off with a meal plan. When I first started, it was uh, more tuned to carb cycling and it was like a first little kick for me. And it wasn't something for me that I would consider doing for an extended period of time. But for the first month or so, it was a really nice little kickstart for my body and for my start. Um, But basically it's an entire nutrition plan and I get to pick from a certain uh, meal Sorry, I'm <laughs> That's okay. Um, I'm nervous. Um, basically, it's I start off as a meal plan, and I get, uh, say, four choices for breakfast, four choices for my snacks, four choices for my lunch, and four choices for my supper. So it's not super restrictive to the point where I get bored of things or I'm going to crack because my cycle before was always go super restrictive, like Monday through Friday. And then by the time the weekend rolled around, I just couldn't maintain it anymore. And I would snap and I would binge. And I would go to the store and completely, completely undo all my week of hard work. So for there's me, a happy, there's a happy balance of it, right? You and, have to have it. Yeah, absolutely. And the funny thing is, and I've used this analogy a lot with clients is like four options. Some people might think in their head, oh my gosh, still so restrictive. But like, even when you eat unhealthy food, you still probably only have four options that you eat for your you breakfast. You eat the same stuff all the time. Even you if it's do. pizza and burgers and nachos, you still have probably six or seven meals that you always pick from. And those are your staples, no matter what. It's just a matter of if you're covering them in salt and gravy and butter. Exactly. I actually tell my clients the same thing. So I say like, pick two, three, sometimes four. It depends on what your schedule is. You know, obviously people who work shift work, they're going to need a different breakfast option compared to their weekends or their days off. Absolutely. Right. And you need that some sort of variety, but I mean, again, it's you rotate same thing with supper. How many of us complain? What is for supper again? (laughs) I hate supper. I literally hate picking what to make for supper. (laughs) It's challenging, especially with regards to like when you're feeding a family, to get everybody to agree to something that's quick, you know, at 5 p.m. when it's really late, it's hard to do. And that's where that one size fits all doesn't work again, right? You no, absolutely. You can't be forever eating what, not eating what your kids are eating. No. Right? It doesn't work. And I like that you, that was your approach. And I loved how you touched on like the positives of it because in the beginning, you don't really know what to be doing or what to be changing. You have no idea. And everybody, like I've spoke to so many people and I mean, I was guilty of the exact same thing. Like I flailed around for 10 years before I finally found something that worked for me. And it was because I was trying to do all these shortcuts and I was trying to 
excuse my way away from eating properly and making the core changes to my diet that I actually needed to do. So like you can't run circles around it forever. You eventually just end up at the exact same place because you're not doing the proper things and you're not giving your body what it needs. Cravings are because your body needs something that you're not giving it. So it's like, give me everything. So I get whatever I can get out of it because you're not giving me what I'm asking you for. Oh, okay. I got to touch on that. Yes. Because we try to say, okay, that's hard to start. I'll do the other things that are easier to start, but end up taking longer and you do a circle and you still got to start the hard thing to actually. Absolutely. Because you find you, you eventually crack no matter what, if you're doing it, if you're shortcutting your way and if you're Monday through Fridaying it and you don't have to be restrictive, like you don't have, everybody's so confused by like the social media and the diet culture about like bodybuilder lifestyle eating, right. And less is more. And like, you have to eat chicken, broccoli, and rice three times a day all the time. I genuinely enjoy all my food. Is it like fat loss food? Yes, absolutely. But I'm not restricting myself. I'm not starving. I still had, listen, I had a bag of chips last night and I shared a tub of Haagen-Dazs with my husband and I'm fine. Like I'm up a couple pounds in bloat today, whatever. It's temporary. It's not something I'm stressing over. And it's not something that needs to be stressed over. We do not, unless you're planning on stepping on stage for a competition in X amount of months down the road, you do not need to restrict yourself to the point of that style of eating, right? You don't like vegetables and fruits are still amazing. You don't need to eat just that restrictive. That's for digestion. That's so they can get the optimum results out of the time frame they have and have zero fat on bodies to go and stand on stage. That is not for everyday living. No, there's a big gap in it. Right. And you're right. Like what happens is we always think less is more, but I have so many people and women, especially who come to me and they're not eating much anyway. And it's not about like how much calories you eat. Yes. You need to be in a calorie deficit, but no wonder you're starving. If you're only eating a couple thousand calories, like you, what is in your food is so much more important. Absolutely. If you can eat a slice of pizza and it does absolutely nothing for you, but it gives you your close on thousand calories, who cares? Like your caloric intake doesn't matter if it's not good quality food. If you don't have the fiber and the protein to take you through, yeah, of course you're going to be hungry. It's not going to fill you and you're not going to get any benefit out of the food you're eating. Like I have had a stint after Christmas where I did get a little out of control and I put on a couple of pounds And wasn't even so much of like, oh, you know, I gave myself a hard time and obviously I didn't want to regress at all, but you know, it's natural. So I've gotten my things back in order. I've got my routine back in order and I've gotten most of it kicked back off my body. But what was absolutely amazing was the way that the junk food was making me feel. It was affecting my mental state. Like your gut bacteria is everything. If you're eating low quality junk food, you think differently. Your your everything is different. Your metabolism, of course, is different as well. But I was so sluggish. I was so cloudy, and I was really negative on myself. And it was only until about four or five days into like really solid, clean eating again that I realized that it was all the food that was making me think that way and making me so negative. And sometimes you need that kind of. Well, first of all, you need that balance. And I forgot to touch on that too about like if you're controlling your other meals. That one piece of pizza doesn't actually matter or that, that random treat you had too, like it, it doesn't matter at all because you're controlling all your other meals and you're actually still giving your body all the nutrients it needs. The problem lies when you're kind of restricting yourself and your body's not getting ever what it needs is the nutrients, the protein, the vitamins, the minerals. screaming out and you're feeding it with junk and then like two days a week you clean it up and then you like my I was really bad for rewarding myself with food so I would go like four really good days lose a pound or two step on the scale and be like woohoo congratulations to me I'm gonna go eat a piece of pizza (laughs) so like where's the sensibility Uh, in that and then I was just stuck in this perpetual cycle of food bad food it's all food obviously you need the gym and you need the strength training to make your body happier and tighter and toner and and improve your strength and things like that. But I mean, if you're not fueling your body, if you don't have the right food, you will never, ever, ever get where you want to go. Depending, no matter what your goal is, if you have any goal whatsoever with the gym, it's obviously to benefit yourself, even with nutrition, not necessarily the gym. It's always to make yourself better. And And it's not about, yeah. And it's not even, you're never, you're never going to do it. 
No, it's never even been about the number. The number is like a target for you to head in a direction to give you some sort of direction, but it is, you can get to that number. Nothing's going to change unless you change. If you change what you're eating, right? The workouts you can push yourself to do when you're on eating no carbs or, you know, you're barely eating anything, but that's not going to sustain you. That's not going to build muscle, right? You got to eat protein. You got to eat good foods to keep going with it. Right. And something that you actually enjoy, something that you like, like, like I said, my downfall for so, so long was I was trying to over restrict myself into this repetitive cycle of stuff that I wasn't even really enjoying. Like I genuinely enjoy all of my meals. Now I usually have a a smoothie or a shake for breakfast and I'll have uh, like a quinoa, and vegetable salad for lunch. And then I'll have like either an omelet or uh, a soup that has like lentils and carrots and sweet potatoes in it. And it's really good. Like I really, really enjoy all my food and it makes me fueled and energized and it helps me lose weight. So, I mean, you can't really go wrong. No. And I feel the same way. Like I have previously given meal plans to clients, but I've learned firstly, it doesn't, it does work to a degree for temporarily, but like, you know, you should enjoy your food. And that's why I think it's absolutely to learn how to build a healthy meal that tastes good because you, what you prefer for breakfast is going to be what I different from what I prefer, right? Yep. Like we're all different, but it's about finding what your difference is, right? You still have to try things. You still have to take the actions. You make have to those fail. You yes. have to go through things and make mistakes and find things that you don't like to eat. Like my husband, for example, he does the bodybuilding, chicken, broccoli, rice thing. I see it. I know what it takes. <laughs> and it is not for me. Like I have so much respect for him because I just, I just, it's just not for me. It's way too repetitive and it's, it's wonderful for his goal and his issues. He has to eat such a high volume of food. It's just so much easier oh, it's for, simpler him to for him. To it's simpler. That. Exactly. But for me, I would get two weeks into it and I'd be like, okay, where's all my delicious food again? Because I want to enjoy my, and enjoy, let me use this term loosely because I don't want to sit down and be like, oh man, I feel like I'm eating junk food every day. I enjoy my food. That's it. And you can enjoy vegetables. You can enjoy fruits. You should. We are just so stuck in this. Like it's not your fault. If you were raised a certain way, if you were raised on hearty home cooked meals, that's not your fault that that's all, you know, but you should notice when it makes you feel sluggish or if it keeps you putting on weight continually like if you're putting on weight all the time and you're eating these hearty home-cooked meals but they're still like I said covered in salt and butter and gravy and whatever else a carrot is no longer a carrot when you buttered and glazed it <laughs> you know a, exactly a potato when it's covered in, in sour cream and bacon and all the other things yeah it's delicious obviously you have a treat every now and again but to eat like that every day there's no wonder you can't do the workout Exactly. And there's no reason there's, that's why you can't stay consistent with it because of that fact that you're eating crap. And I, I do like to use another analogy about like how food sits on our shelves. Like it can sit there for years. It can sit there and be the exact same when you open it in four years. Imagine what that's doing inside your body. Crazy. Right. Like that's not natural. That's not normal. Right. And that's not going to make you feel good at all. (laughs) I used to eat everything from not everything, but a lot. We used to have French fries with every supper. That was one of the first big things that we did after, uh, I had max, we decided, okay, both of us are seriously overweight. We need to do something about it. So we started by making small changes. Like we stopped, uh, using vegetable oil for cooking and we started using olive oil. Uh, we retired our deep fryer. We stopped eating things out of a box, like frozen wings and things like that. And it was just these little steps. I made a huge difference. If you, if you have a really, really unhealthy lifestyle, just doing those little things will make a difference. You don't realize how much sugar you take in, in, in your drinks, right? Like if you, are suffering through a meal plan or macros or whatever it is you're doing. If you're suffering through salads, let's say, for example, because everyone thinks that salads are the ultimate weight loss answer that I, I never, ever eat them, but <laughs> we're going to use salads. So you're suffering through these salads, but then you, you go to Tim Hortons after your salad and you get a double, double because, Oh, well, I need my coffee and I need my caffeine. So all the sugar that you just drank in and that double, double, especially if you're getting two or three a day, 
completely took away all of that suffering that you just did to eat that salad. So like you really need, and again, the balance, where's your balance? You need to find that. And that's the only way that you can get long-term maintainable results. It's finding a balance. It's finding what works for you. And like you said, you have to fail. You have to go through different things because everybody is different. I do not have the same taste as you. I don't have the same taste as my husband. We eat different things. Everybody likes different things. And to think that you need to go do the same thing as some like Instagram WBFF pro is so unrealistic. And we put ourselves under all this pressure and we stress ourselves out so much because we can't do the things that we see some crazy fit, amazing person do on Instagram. So we feel like failures. And me, when I feel like failure, I go to food. I always have. Or any other stressor in your life too, right? Like so many. I am a stress eater. Me I too. always happen. Me too. And I want to touch on something because I am a progress over perfection. I yell it at my clients. I truly do. Just because what you said was really powerful about how, especially if you're at a place where you're eating, again, I use this analogy too much probably, about like if you're eating McDonald's twice a day, let's be super dramatic. A lot of people do. So, You'd okay, be surprised. So, okay. <laughs> well, maybe it's not so dramatic. But if that's the case, like, why are you skipping to vegetables and boring chicken the following week? Like, it's just not necessary. Start smaller. And again, I loved your analogy with regards to, you know, you, you picked your cooking oils and things that were like staples in your family that make a big difference. I've done the same. And really unhealthy staples. And again, if you, if you were raised with, you know, lasagna and like Jig's dinner and all these big, hearty, calorie dense home cooked meals, that's not your fault that you've never been taught how to eat properly. Most of us have no idea how to eat, but pay attention to the way it makes you feel afterwards and pay attention to what it does to your body. Exactly. And then if we even wrap it up to where you had said in the beginning about your, you know, how you had over Christmas, you didn't, you know, you were off track for a little bit. Sometimes you need that little bit of a wake up call to recharge you, right? To like give you the kick in the butt, but also just remind you like, you used to feel like that all the time. I used to feel like that all the time. All the time. And there's no comparison. Like I want every single person in the world to feel the way that I feel because I feel amazing now, like all the time. I get complimented as much on my mood and my happiness as I do on my weight loss, which is absolutely amazing. But you really can't just tell somebody, oh yeah, it feels great. Of course it feels great. You don't have a comparison until you literally go from the level you were at before until this healthier version of you, because all your systems are better. Your energy is better. Like, like I said, I mean, it was really four solid days in of eating after the junk binge before I felt better. So, I mean, you're not going to feel good after one good meal. You know, it's the same thing with, with brushing your teeth. You can't brush your teeth once a day and expect it to do anything. You have to do it consistently over time. And it's okay if you mess up. It's okay if you have a bag of chicks and haagen <laughs> And as long as you're not doing that every night, it's totally, totally fine. It's not going to affect you. But everybody fails. Everybody's human. Everybody's going to put on a couple extra pounds. And who cares? It doesn't matter. It's only what you create in your own head, in your own boundaries, in your own limits. If you convince yourself that you can't do something, you won't. I had myself convinced that I was going to be 195 pounds forever before I found my trainer and, I, and, and my program. And before Christmas, I'm not going to tell you this morning, before Christmas, I got down to 138 pounds. And I know, again, pounds on the scale doesn't actually mean anything. Um, I'm up like six pounds from that. Well, it doesn't matter. It's not a big deal. Um, but Again, it just goes to show you, like, I had that own mental block and I created that for myself. I had myself convinced that I was going to be stuck at this point forever. And it took, it took the lockdown, honestly. It took three months of being at home and just ballooning and ballooning and ballooning to the point where I didn't know what I was going to do anymore. And I needed to make a change. Yeah. And I found something that worked for me. Yeah. And it there was a lot that you touched on there in regards to, like, the wake up call too, right? Like a couple times we've mentioned that, like 
sometimes it sucks because we wait too long to get that wake up call. We get the diagnosis of type two diabetes or the heart blood pressure going up. Then people are like, Oh, I should start taking care of my health now. But like your mental health, your daily life is also suffering if and it might not feel like it because you're in that stuck for so long. But then yeah, once and you, you can't see it. You can't see past it. And sometimes think about it. You've taken years to get to your darkest spot or your, you know, your heaviest or your most uncomfortable spot. You've at least taken you months to get there. Why expect days to reverse months of bad decisions and unhealthy choices? It takes time. You can get back there and feel a hundred times better in weeks. It's just yeah. getting through more than just one healthy meal and a couple workouts, right? In an approach that, you know, fits you, fits. Okay. Let me look honestly at my life and say, okay, shit, I don't need French fries with every meal. Shit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> or I don't ever eat lunch. I skip breakfast all the time. I used to skip breakfast all the time. Yeah. I'm a nighttime eater. That is my forever struggle. I used to, yeah. I, I've always in bed. What's in the house. Right. The only time for yourself. And that's when usually like anxiety comes up or things you're stressing about the next day or things you didn't do that day. Right. Absolutely. So that is a practice though, to say that I don't still struggle with that would be a lie, but oh, everybody struggles every day. All of it. There's no, there's no point at which it just gets, I don't know if there's ever a point I will be completely happy with myself. You know, like I, I have body dysmorphia. Absolutely. Like I, I look at myself and I still pick myself apart now. Don't get me wrong. I completely appreciate the hard work that I've done and I know I've come a long way and everything like that, but But it's a practice. I realized the more that I lost weight, that my brain wasn't changing. And I realized that it was an issue that I had to actually address because it wasn't the weight necessarily that was my issue it was my self-hating and, and my mental yeah. exactly my mental state and my spiraling the way I used to speak to myself and I do still speak to myself like that sometimes but for the most part I've changed and I've grown and I've realized that you have to have patience like everybody wants to lose their weight yesterday I have tried every shortcut every gimmick every shake pill whatever you can find on the market I have bought them and I have tried them and they are all useless. They do not work. They may work for you in a short term and you may get a month where you lose a couple pounds and you don't know how to maintain it. <clears throat> you know, like I, with my meal plan, I did not know how to eat. And the only way I learned how to eat was to take advice from somebody who actually knew somebody with experience and somebody with nutritional information for me. Okay. So I have zero knowledge of what this is going to do to my body. I'm going to listen to somebody else. And wow, this food that they're making me eat makes me feel incredible. I have so much energy. I can actually do all these things and look, my body's losing weight. So of course it works. And now I know that the things that I can cheat with, the more, you know what I mean? Like if I'm going to go have a cheat meal, for example, I know that pizza will absolutely destroy me and make me retain water like crazy. And I just can't eat it the same. I can have like a bowl of ice cream and it's totally, totally fine. So you learn what your body likes and what your body doesn't like, but you have to cut the chunk to find that out. Yeah. You have to actually try it. You have to experience it and try it. Yeah, you because we're a trainer because it's not going to do anything. Your trainer is not going to do your work. You can buy six trainers and they won't matter if you don't do the work and listen. There's two piece part, like a two piece part, right? Like there's a difference. And I, I truly am believer of like, I teach my clients. I'm like, I want you to know everything you can possibly know. Cause I don't want you to need me anymore, but it also, exactly. it also matters because I could tell you what to eat. I could say, you got to eat this much to do, do, do. You're going to, I know you're going to reach your goals, but you got to understand how to build your own healthy meal, right? You have to learn for yourself through trial and error, not through like what worked for Sally down the road, you know, how much protein you do need to be eating. And even if you just look at your starting point, Right. Even if you just say, okay, I'm not eating breakfast at all. I'm obviously not going to skip to the omelets and be imperfect with that aspect right away. 
but I could totally start with a smoothie and moving my lunch a little bit earlier or having a gradual approach to eventually getting, you know, the real part that we talked about in the beginning, the real root of what's going on, right? Because you can't starve yourself your way there either. Absolutely. And that is what most people will do. Most people will say, okay, well, I need to lose weight, so I need to eat basically nothing. And it is absolutely insane what it does to your body. It turns your whole metabolism haywire. It makes you hold on to every single little bit of fat that you're going to take in. And it makes it 16 times harder for you to actually lose any weight. So you really think you're doing this wonderful thing by starving yourself. I mean, it's a, a weird way to look at it, but when you're overweight and that's your way of thinking, that's what you're going to do. Uh, and you're just sabotaging yourself. All of it is completely, completely backwards and you're not doing anything helpful whatsoever. You know, and you building. It's not building anything. It's not building healthy habits, healthy lifestyles, anything like you have to, you can't rely on someone else to tell you what to eat for the rest of your life. You have to learn how to eat yourself. You have to learn how to sustain this for yourself. If I go on vacation and I have to eat out at a restaurant, every single meal that I'm going to have, am I going to be derailed because I don't know you know, what I'm supposed to eat, or there's something here that's not on my meal plan, or I don't understand what it's going to do to my body. Absolutely not. I have an understanding now through, again, trial and error and listening to somebody else, what my body is going to react to. I, okay, if I'm 145 pounds, just because your macro calculations for, you know, we're going to go generic, X amount of carbs, fats, and proteins for my weight, we'll say, and for my age, doesn't necessarily mean that what's going to work for me is going to work for somebody else who's 145 pounds. Everybody's body is different and everybody's going to react to different things in a different way. Yes. Okay. Again, you have your general terms and your general speaking, but for the most part, every single person is going to react differently and you have to find what works for you. Yeah. And like with regards to the vacation and stuff too, I, I like that because we all approach it like an all or nothing right? Like, Oh, I'm on vacation. Yeah. Like I'm going to either eat the meal plan. I'm going to eat perfectly and go to the gym or why bother the gym? Because my diet's been not great this week. There is, you need to control what you can control because even myself going out to restaurants up until the last couple years, I used to think, okay, I'm at the restaurant. I have to look at the most delicious thing on this menu, the most unhealthy thing every time I went out. And then eventually you realize like, shit, okay, I, I don't even want to eat this. This is, and it makes you feel horrible. Right. And then you go on a vacation. You're like, okay, I, obviously there's going to be some meals that you're going to pick and choose that are going to be healthy, delicious. You're not going to worry about calories, but for the most part, there is healthy options on the menu too. Right. And they actually taste pretty darn good. You just have to try them. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. And it's a practice. It's still a practice, right? Every vacation, I'm sure the next vacation you go on is still going to be healthier than your last one. Right. Absolutely. And I'm still going to go to five guys and I'm still going to have my burgers. (laughs) I'm still going to come home and you know, I'm going to have a good, healthy balance. And I'm not going to hate myself after I come back from vacation. I'm not going to go down and worry that I'm going to, you know, gain 20, 30 pounds in a couple of weeks because I have no control, you know, and that's what it's about. Food always, always controlled me. And it controls a lot of us. We're all addicted to sugar for the most part. Everybody's addicted to sugar. It's in everything. And you don't even realize it until you start cutting it out of your life. And then once you actually have it, you realize the effect on you. Like when I have a little piece of a chocolate bar or something now, it like makes me crazy for more chocolate. If I don't touch it at all, I'm totally fine. I don't, I don't have any thoughts about it. I could care less if it's on the planet at all. But if I have one tiny, tiny little bite, my brain goes haywire and you really see the effects of it when you, when you stay away from it. It's addicting. And it goes back to the fact that guess what? All of those foods in boxes, they're not actually supposed to be like that. Not, they're, they're if it's not. in a box or in a bag or in the freezer, you shouldn't eat it. It's so supernatural. It's literally made in a factory, put ingredients in on purpose to make you addict to it more, right? Add on top of it the fact that you didn't eat all day trying to 
lose weight. Like there's yeah, no, or you're saving yourself for your junk food that you're going to have later. So your body is starving already when you go to have your crappy food instead of fueling your body with the good food and then letting your body fine. fill itself up on that. And then burning off all the little bit of junk that you're going to have later, your body's going to store it all because you've been starving yourself. Yeah. But not only that too, what happens is when we eat this junk food that like your body doesn't shut off. Like I'm already drooling about steak as you were talking about vacation. I'm thinking about my keg steak, my twice baked potato and my delicious cheesecake. But you think about it when you eat a steak, like after halfway through, you're already starting to feel a little bit filled up, right? especially with your steak. It's a good example, but it's because it has nutrients. It has not only protein, but it has healthy fats. It has vitamins. It has minerals, things your body actually needs. So when it starts to receive those, it's like, oh, okay, awesome. We got what we're needing. You can slow, you can stop eating now. Oreos. How easy is it to eat the whole damn box? Because you're really easy. (laughs) First of all, you don't even have to chew it because it's made in a factory so that you can literally eat it faster. Your body doesn't have time to catch up and your body is looking for actual nutrients. It's like, nope, keep giving me more Oreos. There's nothing in this one. Right. So it's no wonder you can't stop. Well, and everybody thinks too, like I'm, I mean, I was, I was an overweight kid my whole entire life. I've I've always been really, really controlled by food and junk food and chocolate, especially. So it's been a really, really big deal for me to actually learn how to stay away from that stuff and how to have a bit of willpower. Now, I don't understand people who have junk cupboards in their house. I don't bring it into the house unless I'm planning on just like eating it. If we want to have a snack on a Friday night, I'll go to the store and I'll get some junk and that's what we're going to do. I'm a Um, true believer of that. Especially I feel at every stage, like the beginning, your willpower is not built up. If you have, uh, if you have a bite of something, every time you go to the kitchen, that's too much. Oh, hundred percent. Your willpower is not built yet. And then I feel in the middle stage is kind of like that testing one where it's like, if you want to be successful, just get it out of your house. And then like at our stage, for example, where we're, we're pretty deep into the lifestyle and the journey, even still, like you don't need it all the time. If you are having a weak moment, I'm actually a true, true believer of having like a healthy protein treat in my fridge at all times, not because you need them every day, but cravings do happen and they do come up. And I would so much rather go have like a quick ball, protein ball or something like that rather than chocolate chips, because that chocolate chips bag will stay open and you'll, it's much And the whole harder. thing will be gone. There's no such thing as have a little bit and roll up the bag for later. It is pick that until the bag is gone and I feel sick. <laughs> exactly. There's, you know, it's easier to control, especially again, if there's actual nutrients in the treat that you're having, right? So a protein ball, I know it's only tiny. It does still have chocolate in it, but like it has some sort of satisfying ingredients, healthy fats, healthy proteins. So your body does react differently. Obviously you don't feel as bloated, um, but you would definitely feel a bit more satisfied to not want to overeat it there too. Right. Absolutely. And a lot of those homemade versions are so much better too. Like you can have, you know, applesauce as your substitutes and different things like that. And it really does make a big, big difference. And then getting into the door and, and just funky stuff. Like if you of making it yourself, then like you really, really don't eat any of that stuff very much at all anymore. And none of that is made to reward you for having a bad day because you're sad and you want a bag of chips. It's a profit. It's made to make someone else money. It's got sugar in it. So it addicts you and you go back and they know you're going to buy it. The Pepsi tax, they know you're going to buy the sugar. Of course. Exactly. They they do not care about your health, right? There's they fast, want their money. There's fast foods around more corners and go into your corner store. There's barely any healthy food in there, right? It's all made yeah. on purpose. It's made and so it's that easy. It's made for yeah. you to be weak. It's made for you to to have that decision of, well, am I going to think about what I have to make for supper tonight, or no? I'm just going to pick up my phone and I'm going to order something and I got to get it delivered to my door because. I really don't want to do anything like I 
do not like to cook. <laughs> so I recognize my weaknesses and I prep the things that I know are going to last me the longest amount of time in my fridge, in my freezer that I'm going to get through my whole week. So I do my prep on Sunday and I make uh, like a little quinoa salad thing usually. And I make my soup and I freeze it and I put it in the fridge and it gets me through Monday through Friday. And then Saturday is usually a little bit all over the place because we're at the hill. Um, and then Sunday I prep again. So I know that if I don't have my things in my container at home, I will fail. I know that. I know I will eat something quick. that I'm not supposed to. Exactly. But that is you, first of all, doing what's harder first instead of what's yeah. easier first. Because it's easier to call and order food and you not prep it. It's harder to make the healthy meal, go buy the groceries and prepare ahead of time. But yeah. And the harder things are always the ones that are worth it. Yeah. It pays off. It pays off. Yeah. Because it might be quicker and you might save yourself 10, 20 minutes of prep time to order that meal. Firstly, you still have to wait for it to come, but secondly, you, you know, you didn't have to do anything, but then you're also suffering later because of how that crap made you feel. It's not just all your digestions all over the place and you're spending way more money for it. Needlessly. Exactly. Everybody always says, you know, healthy eating is more expensive, but it's bullshit for how much those people actually eat out. (laughs) I used to go to the store like every two or three days and I spent a lot more money. Now that I'm prepping and I'm doing all my cooking one day a week, I go to IGA like once, maybe twice a week. And I spend way less money because I'm doing it that way. Before it was like, oh, what are we going to make? Oh, okay, well, I'm going to go pick up something and we'll figure it out. And every time you go there, you spend 60 to $100 minimum, even if you're just picking up one thing. Yeah. Right? So it makes a big difference to everything. I know I will fail if I don't have these things. Like, I I know my weaknesses and I play to them. And everybody should. If you know that you're a coffee junkie, man, stop going to Tim Hortons. Like, (laughs) just don't even drive there. If you're like, "Mm, I'm going to go to the lineup and I'm going to get me maybe a decaf something with nothing in it. Don't like, just don't Yeah. (laughs) until you get like a couple weeks into it or a couple months into it. And you have that little bit of willpower. The beginning is hard. The beginning is the most difficult thing, but everything is hard. You would, you would, I spent my whole life hating myself. That was hard. If you wanted a new job, you'd put in endless hours to, you know, study and go get your new degree or whatever it was. You work a 16-hour shift to get your money so you can go on a vacation a couple of times a year, but you won't put in the little bit of extra. It's hard in the beginning when you're learning because you don't know the right ways to go about it. But then as you learn your health, your healthy habits, and as you learn how to make these things part of your routine, it's it not does, work anymore. And yeah, it's it does easy. get easy. You have to it's do the easy to stay stuff. away from the junk. Yeah, you got to do the hard stuff first, but it leads to the easier stuff later. You choose your hard, right? It's hard yeah. to stay stuck and unhealthy and feeling tired all the time. That's just as hard, right? Yep. It's really hard to spend all your time convincing yourself about how terrible you are because you can't accomplish these things because you make it too complicated. You try to do a juice cleanse or you try to do, you know, keto, whatever, and all these powdered drinks and stuff like that. Like a lot of these supplements, yes, obviously have their place and things like that, but your fat burner burner is not going to do anything for you if you're eating pizza. And if you're not hydrating yourself and if or you're even working nothing out for your body or even working out, exactly. Yeah. It's just going to make you poop. That's all it's going to do. That's all. <laughs> and dehydrated. That's it. It'll dehydrate you. hundred <laughs> percent. It's, it's not a healthy approach. We all, but the thing is so many of us just want to find a solution that doesn't hurt. That doesn't. And quickly. Yeah. We want it fast and we want yeah. it to be easy. Of course. Absolutely. But your approach needs to be what you do. Yeah. You like you convince yourself of all these things like, like, oh, well, I don't have time to go to the gym or, oh, well, I don't have time to spend my hour prepping my food. I have two kids. I have no time. Nobody. <laughs> that's okay. Now I remember it. I was like, when you were chatting, I was like, okay, I got to touch on that. Try to remember what that is. But my short term memory is kicking in. But you have kids. I get it. but we always assume that first of all, quick has to equal crap, right? You can still prep a healthy meal last minute. That's still quick. It's going to whip you up pretty quickly, right? As a last minute decision, but by preparing yourself, you're taking out that error. You're working with 
your schedule. You're customizing it to you, right? If somebody always craves a dessert after supper, for example, that's a lot of us, right? I like to recommend my clients, okay, approach it a little bit more gradually. Don't just say you're never going to have dessert after supper again, but try to find a healthier replacement, right? So that you're not eating your supper and then eating that crap and then feeling like crap on the whole the rest of the day, right? There's still progressive approach, like steps that you can take um, with looking at your weaknesses, right? Other Absolutely. Pe- and you don't have to go fully gung-ho all at once, you know? Like that's what a lot of people, like they'll, they'll see what, you know, I've done, for example. And I mean, if you had showed me a picture of myself two years ago and say, hey, this is what you're going to look like, I would have told you you were insane. And there's no way that that was me. And I, I couldn't do that. I truly genuinely believed I couldn't do it. And it's just a matter of doing the tiny little things that you know you can do and accomplishing those things first. And you build that confidence in yourself and you build that dedication and like, okay, you know what? If you can't say no to that junk, just delay it by 15 minutes, delay it by half an hour and see if that gets you anywhere first. You know, like that's still if you progress. Can't cut out the triple, tri- it's still progress. If you can't yeah. cut out the tri- triple, try going to a double, double, then go to a single, yeah. single, just do something beneficial to cut out some of the crap in your life. And it will always compound and it will always benefit you. A hundred percent. And you can apply that to your training too, because where we're at our strength level, Frank, we were not doing this on day one. Like you gotta, <laughs> you gotta suck at it. You gotta start. You gotta lift the light weight a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta actually do that first step because what a lot of think people think, and I, I do blame our diet culture slightly because there's like you know twenty one diet day fixes and six you know six pack in six weeks. Like okay, cool for dream body for some scenarios, but like it thinks you think you're supposed to go and it's supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be quick. You think it's only A, B, and C, and you're going to get there. But then and you, you don't realize- get there as fast as someone else. You, you're a you're failure. failure. Oh. Right. But the truth is, you are not only going to realize that when you take that first step, there's also like a B, C, D, E, turn around the block, obstacle that get curveball that comes down your way right? Like there will be holidays. There will be events. There'll be deaths. There'll be stressors in your life that will definitely slow down progress in some way. But that does not mean anything. That doesn't mean you need to wait to start. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't start at all. That doesn't mean you're a failure for it maybe taking a bit longer, right? Time is going to pass anyways. If you sit down and I have restarted so many times, I have had so many day ones and that's fine. If you have to restart every month, okay, at least you're restarting. At least you're trying again. Don't give up and learn from every time you fail. Learn why you cracked. I learned that the reason that I cracked was because I was going way too restrictive with my food for way too long. And way too long for me with those restrictions only worked out to be a few weeks. I would get two, three weeks into it and then I would just completely derail. And I mean, I only ever lost, you know, 15, 20 pounds at a time. And that was a really huge weight. Like 15, 20 pounds is a big deal, but this was over months and months. And it was because I was stressing my body so much. My metabolism would just start to get into a nice, good burn and a nice, good deficit by the time, you know, Thursday, Friday rolled around. And then all weekend I was rewarding myself with junk food. So I was completely confusing my metabolism all over again and completely restarting every single week. And if you're actually still trying and if you're actually still going to do something, you really should pay attention. You should really, really should try to learn from your failures because they teach you a lot. Everybody fails. It's okay. You don't have to beat yourself up and tell yourself that you'll never accomplish anything. And you know, you can't do, Oh, I'll never lose this weight. I'll never lose this weight. You can do it. You just have to find out what works for you. And first of all, you got to take the negativity out and stop beating yourself up. Give yourself some patience. I tell these things to myself on a daily basis because I still struggle with them, right? It's a normal. Yeah, it's a negative. We've always were, we would never say this. You're you have a girl too. So we would never say this to our daughter. Like the things that we say to ourselves in our head, like we would never speak that to a best friend, even or a sister. No. Right? We tell it to ourselves religiously. Exactly. On a loop, a playback loop over and over in our head. And then, yeah, you're going to freaking believe it. Right. Yeah. The, the more you tell it to yourself, the easier it is to believe. Yeah. I had myself sunk down for years telling myself that I was 
I was my fat, you know, like it defined me and, and I was always going to be this person. And it's absolutely insane. Like you can, you can really, really change your own. Nobody else is going to change your own, your life for you. That's, that's the number one thing that you have to, you have to understand is that you really have to do kind of put a little bit of effort into this, but it's not slavery. Like you're not, you're not restricting yourself to the point where you're like, gonna you know starve yourself to death or you're never gonna have any fun or you're never gonna be able to eat a piece of birthday cake but you kind of have to do a little bit of work you can't just eat chips every day and be like oh I want to lose weight and feel great you're not going to you're fueling yourself with garbage exactly right you have to yes approach it in a sense of like there is going to be a time you're going to eat chocolate again but does it need to be every day in that amount absolutely not there's a there's a balance I would actually love to finish this episode with the fact of, you know, because you're, we're talking about how one size doesn't fit all, but about how our perspective, our outlook, how we go into this feeling, right? Our perspective on it, on the journey, on the process, right? Um, If it's negative, what's going to be a result? Right. Negativity. Always, 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 always. If you treat your, it doesn't matter if it's the gym or if it's the nutrition side, you need both always regardless. But so many people look at it as a chore and it's like, got to do, got to get on a diet, got to go to the gym. If you look at something and you hate it, you you will never get anything positive ever out of it ever. When I first started my Um, when I first started my program, I just bought a plan online for my trainer. I didn't like contact her and ask her what my best bet would be because she had several different programs. So I just, excuse me, I just picked one and I went with it. And it was like the hardest program I possibly could have, could have picked. And I didn't even realize it, but it was a gym program. And I was in the weight room and I thought that's what I wanted to do. And that's what I needed to do. So that's the program that I bought. When she sent me my new program, it was all body weight. I didn't pick up a thing heavier than 15 pounds. I went up in the studio and I didn't even see a machine for a year and a half. And when she sent it to me, I wasn't even going to do the program. I literally looked at it and I was like, where are my machines? I don't think so, Andrea. This is crazy. And I I legitimately wasn't going to do it. I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll do the meal program part of it. And I just won't do the exercise. I'll do my my, my other program. And that's fine. And man, Comfort oh man, zone was calling biggest, you. Oh, it would have been the biggest mistake of my life. And yeah. that's what so many people do. They think that they're going in and, and like, oh, well, this is what I want to do. Okay, well, you know, they'll ask me what I've done. And I'll tell them and they're like, oh, well, maybe I'll just clean up my eating a little bit. Yeah. And that's fine. That will work so much. But But if what you're doing hasn't been working, it's something else. It's never going to work. Yes. And it's that fear because the fear, as soon as something different, something changed, like your excuses are waiting for you. They are not far away from you. As soon as something different, a leap of faith of something outside your comfort zone, you're considering doing the excuses are going to hold you back. They're going to say, you know what? No, you haven't done that before. No, you, you shouldn't try that. That's not going to work. Right. I have to kneel on a stability ball and do like curls and raises. And when I saw it in my program, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay. We'll see. Yeah. One day. And it was like, you know, 10, 12 weeks into my programming and I did it and everything that you apply yourself to in life, you will come out on top. You will do it. Yeah. Okay. You may have bumps in the road. Like I said, if you're studying to be a lawyer, you may fail the bar a couple times. You may have to study. You're going to have bumps, but if you apply yourself, you will succeed. You will do it. It's impossible to not succeed. If you just put in the work, you just impossible. don't give up period. That's the bottom line. Anything and besides- some days you do give up, uh, yes, yeah, so, you know, a, a meal here and there, or, you know, you'll feel bummed a little bit occasionally. You'll have things in your life that come up that may stress you and may make you go binge for a day or something like that, but you don't give up. And that's get the only up way you succeed. The next day and you get back on. The only way you do fail is if you do give up. You don't try. If you're failing... Yeah. That means you're trying hard enough. That's a good sign, That's right? A good thing. Unless it's I say the, that all the time. Unless oh. it's inactivity, unless you're just not trying at all, right? But no matter what, anything beyond that, anything beyond you just not trying at all is progress. 
it is progress and how you go into it thinking. If you keep telling yourself, I can't do it. I'm never going to do it. You are, you will continue to believe that you can't do it and that and you, you will never, never will. Do it. Yeah, you got to never do it. Start. And you have to be okay with pivoting. I like to sometimes compare my business because I'm I'm only 3 years in, but I constantly feel like a failure. Constantly. But it's because I'm constantly realizing that I can be better and that I'm getting better and that I'm getting stronger and that with each step that I take, it requires me to continuously be honest with where I was really at, with what really needs to be improved on further. Yeah, your ego hurts a little bit when you have to say, shit, I need to get my button gear. But you have to take that through leap rather than trying to keep avoiding it with staying. If I go, I do this and cut my carbs, well, then I don't have to sweat at the gym. Or if I take this shortcut, then I don't have to do this. Like stop going into it thinking all the negative, thinking of what sucks, what you can't have, what you have to do. Think about what you can will accomplish. These things that are difficult, you will push through. I can do a handstand. I can do dips unassisted. Like I don't have to use a machine. I can do body weight dips. Like I couldn't even hold up my own body weight before. You know, like I can. I I ran to work the other morning, (laughs) like, and I didn't even break a sweat. It's, it's insane. The benefits on your body. Like, yes. Okay. It's difficult. Yes. Sometimes I'm swearing on my trainer and yes, sometimes there's exercises that I slack a little bit that I'm doing, or maybe I'll switch around my workout. Cause I'm like, mm, I, I really don't want to do that today. And then maybe I'll avoid it. Maybe I'll stick it on the end of my workout. Maybe I'll put half the weight on that. I normally do at least do something. If you show up, you're going to do more than you intended on doing once you're actually there. If you say, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to go for a quick 20 minute workout. Once you're there, you're going to do the rest of it. Yeah. You you have to just, and if you look at it negatively, like you said, if you go in and you say, oh, it's such a chore. I hate all this. It's, it's always going to be negative. Your body is the only thing that you're stuck in your entire life. I used to get out of breath going up my stairs to the bathroom. I couldn't breathe properly going up two little flight, 14 steps. So you would be out of breath. Your daily daily life life was affected. Exactly. And it's such a positive thing. Everything that you do in that gym, everything that you do in your kitchen at home is positively influencing and impacting your health for the rest of your life. When you're 60 years old, do you want to be, you know, crippled? Do you want to be in a home? Do you want to be able? Because there's 60 year olds at the gym who are there's 80 year olds at the gym who are deadlifting and doing all these incredible things and they're fit and they're capable, Yeah, you know, and it's because of how we treat our body in these years. And if you're treating your body like crap, you're going to grow up and you're going to have, you know, not as enjoyable your last few years when you can just be healthy. It's not slaving to, it's not punishment. Your food is not punishment. Your workouts are not punishment. It's positively benefiting you. And you don't realize that, as much until you're actually, you know, at a certain point through it and you feel the benefits and you really do feel better because it's easy to say, you know, oh, it's easy to say because you feel great now. In the beginning, it's hard. You have to push through and you have to get to a certain point. The hard, the, the beginning point is hard. The workouts are uncomfortable. You are unfit. There will be ones, but the difference is, first of all, you have to go through a bit of hard for it to get easier. But secondly, if you start your workouts thinking this is going to suck, I'm terrible, and I'm going to hate it the whole time, it's going to feel 800 times longer. It is going to suck. It is. It is going to feel (laughs) terrible, especially in those beginning stages. But if you say like, For me, for example, I work from home. I love what I do, um, but I have children all day long. I do not get a break. So for me, the gym is my break. It is an hour to myself where I can not have a kid or not be working on my computer and doing multitasking times 100. It is my mom, mom, mom. Yes, it is my one hour of time. But guess what? Everybody should do that. Everybody should, even if it's only 30 minutes, you deserve yeah. that time to take for yourself. And, and that's the dread. right self-care. 
Not, yeah. not the other type of self-care that's like schmoozing and getting your bad food because you feel bad and you had a bad day. Like, wine, that's not I'll drink a glass of wine. Yeah, exactly. Like occasional glass of wine, fine, dandy, but that is not self-care. Self-care is giving yourself all the good positive starts in life, the healthy nutrition, the sunlight, the exercise, the water. It You cannot feel good if you don't give your body these things. It's impossible. I saw a lot of things for mental health week and it was like, Mental health is just as important as physical health. Yes. But where do you think your mental health comes from? It comes from your physical body, your gut bacteria, the things you're fueling yourself with. Yes, obviously, there's outside things that happen in your life that are stressors and things you can't control. But if you're not fueling yourself properly and giving yourself a good start, physically, how do you expect to control the bad stressors in your you life? You can't. No. Exactly. And if you don't have that physical control, like for me, for example, over my food, when I get stressed, I go right to junk food immediately, right to it. And I've had a couple uh, stressful situations and it makes you feel worse. And it makes you feel like, oh man, well, I really can't do this because look at all this hard work I just did. And I completely derailed just like that. Yeah. And then you go back into the, okay, I'm guilty. Oh, I just might as well give up because, you know, it's all or nothing. I might as well just stop it all together. There has to be a line drawn. There has to be approach that you can find for yourself that is different from what you've always done. If you want a different result, you have to do, you have to approach it differently, right? And most of the time people are approaching it as punishment. So until you start to look at it in a positive light and you start to look at things that will work for you instead of the things that are taking away from you. Oh, well, this meal plan is going to take away my whatever. Oh, well, this exercise program is going to take away my... Don't look at it that way. It's going to give you... giving you so much more. Yes. We're finishing that episode with that. Bam. Thank you, Sarah, so much for joining me. Um, We covered so much. And I hope that you guys enjoyed this as much as we enjoyed recording it. We just want and encourage you to get through the hard part, like the hard, hard initial part, because it does get better, but it requires you to get through the hard part first, to take the hard actions, to do the prep work, get through those painful workouts, but think of them in a positive light because what you will gain is so much more than what you'll lose right? The weight loss you may lose, but the mental health that you're going to gain, the daily benefits that you're going to gain, everything changes when you change. Everything. When everything you gets better care of yourself, right? And you start living. Yeah. You have a goal. Yeah. You strive for it. Maybe you do need to lose weight right now, but that's not the end goal. That's not your focus. You no need to start looking at as, you know what, this needs to change because my life needs to change. I need to keep up with my kids better. I need to feel better every day. And you deserve that. Right. And once you start doing so much of those things, you realize your ability level and you become a badass. You really do. You become unstoppable. And there's, there's things that people, you know, can tell you or can think about you that you just, you know what, you can't stop me because I've already done all this. And I know what I'm capable of. And I know that I can do all the hard things now. And everybody deserves to have that gift. Everybody deserves to feel like that. That confidence. Nobody else can give it to you. You have to take it. You've got to. You got to build. All deep. (laughs) You've got to get it for yourself. You do. You have to build the confidence for yourself. The confidence isn't going to come after the first workout, right? The confidence will build through Every added healthy meal that you eat, every workout that you put in, you know, the ones that aren't seen, all the hard work behind the doors and the effort that you give, right? It's going to benefit you so much more than the, just the scale, What more than what you just look like. It's going to completely change your entire life. So entire life, my entire life has changed. So you can do that too, right? Absolutely. Everybody. So go out and get it now. Go out and start that hard workout. Go out and start your different approach the side, to an approach that fits you, that encourages, you know, it's that you see yourself doing months down the road. Maybe, you don't. It, the goal right now feels completely impossible, but that doesn't, the only way you're going to get there is if you take that first step. Thank you so much for listening through to the end with us. 
for experiencing and understanding the struggles that do come with living a healthy lifestyle, with losing weight. But I hope you, after this episode, have seen that it's worth it. And you you feel in your heart that you can do this too, because you can. It will be tough. There will be hard parts, but it will always be worth it. Taking care of yourself will always pay off. So please share this awesome episode with a friend who you feel really needs to hear it too and is going to benefit as much as you did. Or tag me in your stories if you want to share it with even more people. But either way, thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging in with us. And thank you for being here. Go out, take some action, big or small. You can do this. I'll see you on the next episode.